Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. You know where you are. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, guys, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in here and get after it. I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed, especially in some of you realtors and, well, probably some of you wholesalers, too. And I'm just going to go ahead and, and jump in. I'm sick and tired of people coming up with excuses of why they don't do the right thing when they're doing real estate transactions. And what do I mean by that? Specifically, earnest money. Okay, first of all, guys, if you're represented by a real estate agent, so if you're a flipper, let's say you're, you're selling a rehab property and your agent brings you an offer where let's say the, sell, the buyer's gonna use an FHA loan or a uh, conventional loan and it's some sort of financing and there's a down payment that's required at the closing, then it is their job, that real estate agent, that listing agent's job to make sure that that buyer brings to close, brings with the offer before you'll even look at it an earnest money deposit. Now, I was told this week that by two different real estate agents in the state of Arkansas, that in Arkansas, we don't, we don't take no, no earnest money deposits. I call bullshit on that. Of course you take earnest money deposits. Only an idiot would try to bring an offer to a seller without an earnest money deposit because that means you have a weak offer. That means the buyer has nothing, no skin in the game. They got nothing to lose. They got no reason to close. They could just drag you out 30, 45 days or however long it may take and leave you hanging. And you're going to look pretty silly when you're sitting at the closing table by yourself and because you didn't get any earnest money from the buyer side of the transaction. Now, guys, those of you that are selling properties, okay, investors that are selling your own properties demand earnest money. Because I can tell you this, when someone's trying to skirt the earnest money, that means they're probably not the actual buyer. And I know you wholesalers try to avoid this all the time. Man, I wholesale property all the time. I never use no, no earnest money. Come on, man. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Come on, guys. Get out there and get some cash. If you don't have $1,000 to put down in earnest money, the contract's useless, in my opinion. At least $1,000. And that's out if it's maybe even, that's the very minimum. Think about this. I see offers coming in $150,000 and they put $1,000 earnest money. But reality is they got to get financing for 80%, which means they got to bring $20,000 plus closing cost to the closing table, the buyers. And these listing agents, these weak, ineffective listing agents are bringing sellers offers that are bound with $1,000 earnest money. Nobody really gives a crap about $1,000. At the end of the day, if somebody's got a hundred and some, they're getting ready to put 20 grand down, they'll probably walk away from $1,000, but they won't walk away from $20,000. And guys, I'm here to tell you with all that's going on in the world right now, people have lost their damn minds. The reason why you use an earnest money deposit is to lower the likelihood that the buyer will flake out. Because I got news for you. There are some flaky fuckers running around these days. Tell me I'm wrong. But people have lost their flipping minds. So imagine what the equivalent is for a uh, real estate contract, real estate buyers. Real estate buyers are going to be crazier than they've ever been. Sellers are going to be crazier than they've ever been. So if you're a licensed agent and you're representing a seller, you need to get earnest money. You need to get as much earnest money as you possibly can. And I don't mean $1,000. Okay, that was a gimme. You need to get whatever earnest money they're going to be required to put into the deal up front with the offer. And here's the thing. Before you guys go, well, I'm not going to put down the earnest money until I have an inspection. The earnest money doesn't become hard or it's refundable up until the end of the inspection period. You can just simply write that in the offer. Most state real estate contracts actually have that written in the offer, that as long as you use one of the escape clauses in the contract, use of the inspection clause, then you can get out of that contract, which means as the buyer, you can get your earnest money returned to you. But a good listing agent's only going to let that earnest money and that inspection period, that earnest money refund period or inspection period is only going to last probably if, if, you, if I'm your listing agent, seven days. That means you got seven days to get in and get out. 
Get your shit together. Get all your inspectors lined up. Ready, set, go. I might give you 10 if I'm feeling frisky. So I don't want you dragging my seller out forever and a day until it's convenient for you to decide whether you're going to buy the property. If you want to get serious and buy the property, then pony up, my man. That's how it works in the in the big boy leagues. You got to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants. You got to man up or lady up and operate like a real buyer. So buyer's agents, shame on you for not qualifying your buyers because guess what? There's a lot of flaky fuckers out there, like I said, that they're not bringing pre-approval letters. If you've got something for sale, unless somebody's waving a suitcase full of Benjamins in front of you, you damn sure better make sure they're qualified to buy. Because I'm here to tell you there's a lot of deals coming soon that are not going to come to fruition because those selling whatever the item is or representing the buyer did not do a good job of making sure the buyer's qualified to buy. In the real estate world, that means they damn sure better get a legitimate pre-approval letter. So listing agents or flippers selling your own properties, landlords selling your own properties, you should demand that pre-approval letter from the lender or whoever's buying it if there's a mortgage involved. And I know what you're going to say. Well, the hell with that because they're not worth the paper they're written on. Oh, they, they can be. Because then you have the contact information of the lender. You can pick up the phone and call the lender and say, have you verified credit? Have you checked credit and verified income yet? And if they say no, then you could take that pre-approval letter and throw it back at the buying side of the transaction and say, come back when you grow up and you're ready to buy. Okay? Because right now you're not qualified to buy, so I'm not going to entertain your offer. Of course, you'll do all this before you actually agree to the offer to sell your property. Understand this, unqualified buyers are not going to be able to close and you're going to be pretty pissed off when you get to the closing table and you're all by yourself. Or maybe you'll have your, list, your listing agent sitting there with you and you guys can look at each other. Maybe go for a drink afterwards. This is a very basic thing in real estate, guys. Very, very basic thing. And everybody with a real estate license should know this. This is basic sales 101. Qualify your contact. I'll say it again real slow. Qualify your contact. How do you do that? Well, you make sure they have the money to close. How do you do that? You get a proof of funds letter from their bank, okay? You call the bank to make sure it's valid. I'm holding here a proof of funds letter for one, two, three real estate investment. It says as of the date of this, which was yesterday, they have X amount of dollars in the bank. That means, now, yes, I realize they can go ahead and transfer that money out in 15 minutes and be broke again. But in reality, if they've actually had the ability to have the money in the account for any duration of time, that means they could probably duplicate it again. And I know there's a lot of bullshit proof of funds letters out there. I mean, there's companies out there that sell them, for God's sakes. And worse, there's scumbags out there that actually buy them, if you can believe that. You're actually paying for the privilege of misleading somebody. That's real swift. Yeah, it's great. You should go to church on Sunday. Apologize for your sins because you're a dirty, lying scumbag. Just kidding. Not really. But listen, guys, this stuff is pretty basic. Okay, it used to be done. Back in the day, when you look somebody in the eye, you'd shake their hand, and that was good enough. Man of his word, you ever hear that? You'd do a deal based on a handshake. See, that's the way I was raised. You'd do a deal based on a handshake. I actually had an agent tell one of my students this week, an agent in Arkansas, told one of my students, A, they don't do earnest money deposits in Arkansas because she owns a, a piece of property. They're telling, trying to tell her that they don't take earnest money deposits. This is a listing agent, by the way. Now, fortunately enough, my student is super savvy. She's smart. She knows what she's doing. She's an experienced investor. So she called bullshit on that right away. Well, the listing agent's next response is, well, I brought you a full price offer. Who cares if it doesn't close, is what I would say. Who cares if you bring a full price offer if it doesn't close? In case you weren't paying attention, everybody is on a frenzy to buy real estate while interest rates are low right now, which means damn near every offer that comes across is probably a full price offer. But you, as the, either the listing agent or the seller, need to make sure that you're qualifying these buyers. There are wholesalers out there 
that will take properties on the off the MLS or, or properties that are for sale by owner. They'll go in and write offers at full price, knowing that they can turn around and sell it to somebody else. Now, not, nothing against wholesaling, but there are the wholesales out there that mislead the sellers into believing that they're actually the ones going to be buying the property. That's not cool because that's lying. That's unethical. And that's where these $100 earnest money deposit offers come from a lot of times. But at the end of the day, guys, if you want to draw attention to yourself, wholesalers, I'm talking to you, a great way to draw attention to yourself, to get the, the real estate commission look breathing down your neck is to start bailing out on deals. You see, when too much of that stuff happens, the legal beagles get involved and then they ruin it for everybody. So if you're actually, if you're out there completely broke, if you don't have a thousand dollars to scrape together and put it to put over to a title company for earnest money, then maybe you should be thinking about why you don't have a thousand dollars instead of going out there trying to hustle somebody out of their house. Again, no problem with wholesaling provided it's done ethically. But when you're out there trying to mislead everybody in your marketplace, your reputation's not going to last very long. At least if you had a good one, it won't last very long. And people are going to know that you're kind of full of crap. And then you're going to have big problems. Listing agents, you're going to get a lousy reputation if you keep losing buyers and keep losing contracts. This guy said to my student, I got, I get 95% of my deals closed. Well, that's embarrassing. You get 95, what happened to the other 5%? And there's no good way to, to walk out of that, by the way. Because if 95% only means one deal escape, that means you're not doing enough sales. Now we know why. And if 95% is a big number, well, shame on you. That means a lot of sellers got screwed. That's not how we do business, guys and girls. That doesn't look good. It makes things challenging for everybody else. Okay? Earnest money is there. The whole purpose behind earnest money, it's there to show how serious you are as far as your intent to close. If you don't intend to close on the property, then don't make an offer on it. That way, somebody else who does have the money and does intend to close can get it. Let's be good to each other. Let's be kind. Remember the old days when we looked each other in the eye, like I said a minute ago, and we shook hands and our word mattered? Remember those days? Remember before the media lied to us way back in the day? There was a time probably that the media was a little more accurate than they are now. But now they're applauded. They're actually paid to lie to us. Let's not become like the media by doing dishonest and shady business because that's not good for anybody. Sellers, you are standing in a great opportunity right now. If you have a property, if you own a property that you've ever considered selling, now's going to be a great time to sell it before we see market adjustments coming. That said, the last thing you want is some wannabe buyer dragging you out for six months while they're trying to get their act together so they can flip the contract to somebody else. Listing agents, you only get paid. Maybe your broker hasn't told you this yet, but you only get paid when a deal closes. That means you better do everything you can up front before your seller accepts the contract to make sure that the buyer is in fact ready, willing, and able to close. If you don't do that, you are breaching your fiduciary responsibility to your client. That is an ethics violation. You can get yourself in hot water. There's actually regulations against being a shitty realtor, believe it or not. And those, real, those regulations generally are not enforced until the markets start to turn. And the realtors that actually had something to do when things were hot now don't have anything better to do. They're going to start coming after you. They're going to start complaining because they're mad and they're cranky, okay? But if you take the time to do your due diligence and do things the right way, you're not going to have all these problems. You're going to have a better transaction. Everybody's going to win and you're going to make a lot of money. Boys and girls, you can sit there and panic about what may or may not happen in the future. Or instead, you can kick back and focus on learning how to prosper from it. For most of us that stay calm and keep educating ourselves, we're all going to make a lot of money. The people that refuse to educate themselves, the, re the people that refuse to get uncomfortable, well, they're going to let another market cycle pass them by. They're going to miss a lot of opportunity. And in a couple of years, they're going to be the ones going, geez, I wish I, ho I would have, insert whatever your thing here.
Before I wrap up this section, I just want to say that you can do great things. All of you can do great things if you don't let your emotions get the best of you. The next few months, I'm recording this now. It's October of 2020. Lots of weird stuff going out there. Lots of weird people out there. Guys, do what you know is right. Make sure you qualify the people you're dealing with. Make sure they're worthy of your time and that they can actually do what they say they're going to do. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that that's not the case. Do your best business, do smart business, do good ethical business, as I know you will. And as always, get out there and cash flow. Have a great week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.